listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by Ron Ruiz and Martin Canchola, co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency, where we discuss current multifamily and real estate trends, apartment marketing strategies, and speak with some of the most influential thought leaders shaping the multifamily industry today. All right. I hope everyone is ready for another jam-packed session of the Multifamily Podcast with Ron and Martin. Today's episode is going to cover the power of video marketing for apartments with special guests and co-founders of Show My Property TV. These two sisters came to start one of the most sought-after digital marketing agencies in the multifamily industry, the yin to the yang of all things video marketing and immersive content. Christina Singleton has traveled the globe backpacking and teaching yoga. Now she develops badass products for the video and multifamily industry. Anna Singleton brings 10 plus years experience in TV production, hosting, and journalism uh, focused around the London, UK area. It is my great pleasure to introduce the co-founders of Show My Property, Christina Singleton and Anna Singleton. Welcome to the Multifamily Podcast. Hello. Very, very excited to be here. We love all things multifamily and we haven't done a podcast for ages. So thank you for the invite. Oh, we can't wait. That's so awesome. Welcome to the show, ladies. Uh, now, I can't wait. I know we connected earlier, and I, but I can't wait for you to share a good startup story. Can you share with us how you two came up with the idea? I mean, working with your sister, I'm sure was like, do I really want this? <laughs> so what was the driving force behind it all? Great question. Um, it was, I think, you know, I spend a lot of time speaking to multifamily business owners and none of us wake up one morning and say, we're going to start a business in the apartment industry. It <laughs> tends to be some sort of weird, happy accident, which is exactly what happened here. I um, obviously am from London, England, and I had moved over to um, Ventura, California. And at the time I was a TV host and I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna live near LA. I'm just gonna be like this famous TV host with my British accent and I'm gonna be like presenting on NBC within a year. Didn't happen, obviously. Um, and I'd, I'd moved over and I was living in this pretty nice apartment on the oceanfront in Ventura. And it was never that full and I had no friends. I didn't know anyone here. And one day I went into the property manager's office and I was like, hey, uh, what are you doing with your marketing? Because I don't really understand why these apartments are always empty. And we looked at her like terrible old website and <laughs> there was just nothing going on with it. The photos are bad. And I said, I'm actually a TV host. I was like, I would love to make you a video where I like interview the tenants and show my apartment. And obviously I'd made my apartment super cool. I was like, you, you do not have to buy it. Just let me do it because I'm bored. She was like, okay. So I made this video and I was like, I sometimes watch it back now. It's somewhere on YouTube. It's really cheesy. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> welcome to the Beachfronter Apartments. And this is in 2009, right? So multifamily was not doing video in any way. Mm -hmm. So I made the video. I gave it to her. And then about a week later, this guy calls me and he says, hi, I'm the CEO of ICI Apartments. You made a video for one of my properties. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like this. I have 15 more apartment buildings. I would love 15 more videos. Boom, show my property is born. I was like, yes, sir, wonderful. I have something to do now for the next two months. Um, so yeah, then I spent two months driving around the high desert of California filming all these 15 videos with my like no money and, you know, tiny camera crew. And then from there, that was, you know, 12 or so years ago, Christina came on after three or four years. And, you know, we firstly, deployed video in every city and state and then we've added social media we've added renderings we've added photography so we're always trying to kind of 
keep up with the what's going on. So yeah, that was that was the happy accident of Show My Property TV. <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. I always love a good startup story. Yeah. So, you know, I think we can all organic. Yeah, I think we all can agree that video marketing is, is vitally important for all communities in today's age. But do you think the multifamily industry is fully utilizing video marketing to its fullest potential? Yes and no. Uh, And I hope it will eventually be yes. Um, But the way that I see it is if we just focus on like mid tier first, um, some mid tier communities are maybe they don't have the best asset to show, but I find they really utilize video very well. At that level, they often um, really utilize casting actors, models, using people to really showcase the lifestyle. And they seem to invest quite well at that mid-tier level. But again, some people do, and some people are not utilizing it at all. And then at the sort of high-budget lease-up level, these are the people you really want to look at, and they are, some of them, really utilizing it, investing in great website videos, great social media video campaigns, then spreading those videos out throughout their uh, digital marketing strategy as well. Um, But again, some are investing and some aren't. And it's just like some marketing directors speak the language of video fluently and others don't talk it at all. Um, So I always advise people to just start learning the language now because as the you know, as everything progresses like TikTok, the more fluent people are now, the easier it's going to be for them later. That's awesome. Yeah. And obviously shooting and producing the actual video at any community could be challenging, especially if they don't have the assets, right? Uh, especially in your managing the whole process. So um, things can come up like bad weather, I'm sure. I mean, you mentioned Ventura. So I'm like, I wonder if the weather was good that day. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And the property just is not ready for their close up. Maybe they don't have the right pool equipment out there or they're waiting for things to show up. So what are some best practices communities can implement when they're preparing for their properties for the video shoot uh, to make sure the whole process goes as smooth as possible for, and not waste your time too? It's such a great question. And I spend my life figuring out processes of how best to make this happen. We have refined this process over the many years. We have shot thousands of apartment community videos. So the first thing we do is offer basically a weather guarantee. You know, we don't want someone to spend, you know, five, ten thousand dollars on a video and then the weather look bad. It just doesn't look good. So we say to everybody, if the weather looks bad, we'll soak it up. We won't shoot. We will come a different day. So that's something that we offer because it is just really important. If it's really cloudy and it doesn't look nice, there's nothing we can do about that in the edit. So that's that's the first thing. And then I think there's often this kind of communication issue between the marketing director and the on-site team. And we all know how multifamily is, right? The marketing director can be in a different state and maybe they haven't been there for a while. And the marketing director, like Christina says, maybe speaks the language of video and potentially the on-site team don't. So, I mean, we make videos about videos about preparing your property for this process. And it's like, we have checklists, guys. The landscaper needs to have been. The leaves need to be out of the pool. The patios need to be washed out. The sunbeds need to be in a straight line. Like th- There's so much to making it look good that people kind of forget or don't realize. There's been you know, numerous times when we've turned up on the day of the shoe and on site weren't even sure that you know we were coming that day or they got confused so I think having amazing communication between video team 
marketing and on-site is the most crucial thing. And, you know, we send all of our clients checklists of everything. You know, you can shoot an amazing video and there's two wrinkles in the bed sheet and then the video doesn't look good anymore. So like the devil is in the detail, we say. And, and we're very good at, you know, making sure everything looks good. But it is, for the most part, up to the property to be kind of shoot ready, as we call it. So those are kind of some of the things we do to make it go seamlessly. That's super Amazing. smart. I'm sure that checklist, uh, you have to send it to everybody too. Like Mark, like you said, marketing director, yeah. operations, yeah. Yeah. on-site. Yeah. And now you also have to sign it to say that you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Acknowledgement form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Okay, so that makes total sense. I love the uh, the way you guys put that together. I mean, you guys have probably seen it all as well. You've seen every different thing that could go wrong. So having that checklist being updated on the daily, you know, it's, is good for them and, and you guys to make the process a little easier. Totally. So, we have like a laugh in the office of like, things that people ask us to photoshop out of a video you really can't photoshop out a video there's like a totally unmade bed that somebody accidentally shot or like the running machine that doesn't work with the caution tape around it can you photoshop that out of the video no no we can't guys it's not a possible process oh man that's like photoshop's taking away everything but holy cow (laughs) so once the video is created now comes the fun part of getting it out there to everyone so they can all see it Now, we know Google provides like a universal search engine, indexing all types of files like websites, PDFs, and even video content with YouTube being the main powerhouse at the moment. You also have the rise of TikTok and Instagram TV. So now you have more places to promote your video content. Even Google ads offers YouTube ads and YouTube short ads now. So how can communities get the most of their video content and even repurposing it for social media and other digital marketing campaigns? So this is a great question. And I I really hope that more people will listen to this answer and apply it because only a few people do. It is all about a bigger picture. So before you film a video, know where you, that is going to end up. If you know it's going to end up on a you know some of the places that you just mentioned or all of the places, you want to talk to your PPC vendor and find out exactly how long these mini videos need to be on these ads on all of these different platforms. If you then come to a video vendor with all of those different lengths for the different platforms, your video vendor can create you a beautiful video for your website and then cut it and slice it into these micro videos in all their different lengths. And the beautiful thing is, is let's just say we create a website video and then we create 30 mini videos for all of these different platforms and ads. Five years down the line, if your property looks the same, you can re-edit those videos with different messaging on the top and still keep repurposing them. So you can stretch your dollar so far with a bigger picture plan. That is great feedback. Oh my God. I hope everybody was listening. If not, rewind it a little bit. Everyone listen to it all. <laughs> I'm glad you think so too. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, because we are one of the PPC vendors out there and we too believe in having great content. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that um, to be able to promote, you know, and get your maximum ROI out of it. So yeah. And again, to your point, if the if it could have a life of its own, even, you know, years later, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so people that are out there wondering like, how much do I have to spend? Wait, how much does it cost? You're like, really listen to that answer and really maximize your return value of the content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're always asking for it, right, Martin? We're like, video content, anybody? Anybody? Right. Right. <laughs> it, be lacking. it lacks in a lot of ways video still. So for sure. We need more of it. 
So and speaking of which, obviously the pandemic really reset the world and really pushed us to become more familiar with technology, including a Zoom meeting like we're on right now to record our podcast. Even learning more about the power of video and creating tours for um, that you could view actually on smartphones. So when did your team actually release your smartphone tour? And how did it simplify leasing apartments virtually during these times? Because that's the newest wave, I believe. Yeah, well, we came up with something called a smartphone tour probably about two weeks into the, the crazy part of the pandemic. So we, you know, we have hundreds of video shoots going on at all times. And then suddenly videographers didn't want to go out. Everybody was scared. Nobody wanted to let anybody in. And there was just this like complete shutdown, but everybody needed to carry on leasing. So our clients were calling us freaking out. Like how, how, what can we do right now? So we were like, okay, we're going to teach you how to shoot something that's pretty good on your smartphone at, with a small amount of equipment, you're going to go and do that and send it to us. And then we're going to use the footage that you've shot to save anybody having to go on site at the time when people couldn't. And we're going to create that into what we call a smartphone tour. So we we priced it very affordably. And, um, you know, we had a ton of clients signing up their whole portfolio because, you know, how else are we going to show these apartments right now? People come, can't come in and do tours. So it was a real kind of just moment of brilliance in the pandemic. Um, it, it helped a ton of our clients out and, and we kept the product, you know, because it is super affordable. And, you know, a lot of times people don't have time to go and film it themselves and they don't want to, but equally a lot of times they don't have the budget for one of our higher priced videos. So we kept that as a super affordable option. And, you know, I, I, we always say here, have something rather than nothing. If you have a tiny bit of budget for video, let's go, let's shoot it ourselves. Like we'll show you how to do it and we'll jazz it up and edit and still make it look great. So it was a nice thing. And it also just opens up that world of video, not just to the, you know, high-end lease ups, but to everybody. So yeah, we, we were, we were really happy with coming out with that product. It was actually a really amazing, memorable moment. So COVID pandemic, everyone's at home, but Anna and I were still going to the office and like, the phone wasn't ringing and we were worried, okay? Much like a lot of business of businesses were. And we were just like cycling a bike around our lonely office. <laughs> and then anyway, came up with this idea, marketed it. Guys, within like an hour, our office turned into just me and her, Wolf of Wall Street style. 150 video, 250 video, 300 video. Go, 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 go. It was it's such an amazing like few weeks of like all of all of that craziness and 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 it, and it turned in it silver lining right total silver lining i think that's amazing because if anything if anybody learned anything during the pandemic it's the power of pivoting in any Fast, business model right, right? Yeah, yeah and so that's i mean i literally have chills thinking about it because that is an amazing um feat to get through and realizing, hey, we not you know you could still be a value to the customer, totally. to the end, the end user. Really, I mean, we right. all relied on a lot of that technology again in the beginning of the pandemic when our worlds you know virtually shut off. Yeah, I remember right. in the multifamily industry when that first hit, man, everyone was panicking, scattering, oh, and we had to like you know right. calm them down from like you yeah. know, taking the jump and just telling them, hey, now more than ever, you need digital mm -hmm. content, you need to be marketing on Google. Uh, you have no other choice. Your website's your most important promotional tool at that point. So right. we had very... some people saying, turn off their ads. They're like, turn off our yeah. ads. We're not going to lease because we're closing our office. And then like literally two weeks later, where's our traffic? We're like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people oh, are still wanting good. to lease. We're like, yeah, they do. Yeah, that's funny. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So as the world goes more virtual, where do you see virtual reality and leasing going into the future? How's it being utilized today? And how could it be utilized tomorrow? 
So virtual reality is an interesting one. It sort of blew up a while back and became, you know, it, it built a lot of traction. Um, I personally feel like it's died down a little bit uh, and, and, and the trend has calmed down because it's expensive, okay? And like, you know, certain areas of the industry don't have that type of budget. So I personally feel that VR is sort of dabbled with at the moment, especially at the lease up uh, stage of things. Um, but, you know, as we move towards this new centralized leasing structure, I foresee that VR is going to become less expensive, way more accessible and really used, uh, you know, as part of that process. Um, and I think it's going to become extremely popular. I don't think it's going to become as popular as video, um, but definitely getting up there. Yeah, I'm excited for virtual reality. I mean, you have the metaverse and all that stuff going on. So I, I imagine someday somebody setting up some kind of virtual shop where you could actually virtually look at these apartments in your Oculus or something like totally. that in, in like the metaverse. So I yeah. see that coming one day. For sure. For sure. I still get like seasick when I'm in those. <laughs> uh, you're, one, you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Us us of the over 30s, we get VR fatigue, they call it. We can't handle it. Well, oh, I'm, goodness. Yeah, I'm like, I'm just sick. Yeah, it's like uh, caution, do not drink and drive yeah. <laughs> when you're with an Oculus. Totally. Well, I'm excited for this next chapter because for the a multifamily podcast first, we're going to do a quick uh, q and I hope you guys are ready couple of short answers here and a uh, series of questions um, for our audience. So if you guys don't have your pen and paper down, just get ready. Uh, how much should I spend on video marketing and how can I track the ROI? You should spend all of your budget on video yeah. marketing, every penny <laughs> with us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You should spend absolutely as much as you can afford. And, you know, I think with ROI and video, it is typically very difficult to track dollar for dollar, right? But mm -hmm. let's just say this. If you have somebody who's come to see your apartment and they've been on your website and they've watched the entire apartment on video, they are 100% a qualified lead. For there is sure. really nothing more that you need to do apart from show them the lease. You you, you know, it, it, they've seen it. So the more you can spend and the better you can look online, it's, it's just lead qualification before they come through the door. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a great one. Another follow-up to that would be how, um, how long should my video be and how many videos do I actually need? I'm trying to keep this concise. <laughs> a website video should be between 30 to 60 seconds. You really only need one. Social media videos for feeds should be no longer than 60 seconds. You need about one a week. Insta stories should be no longer than 15 seconds. You need one a day. TikToks should be between 7 and 15 seconds. Guess, guess what? You need three a day. And LinkedIn videos, just for the more, you know, uh, professional side of things, uh, should be about 30 seconds and about one a week would be great. Those are some great stats, honestly. Yeah. And again, I, I like how you segmented like how much more demanding it could be <laughs> on the social side. Uh -huh. so buckle up, get ready and get your app. <laughs> yeah, TikTok being, TikTok being the most demanding, huh? For sure. I remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I knew of you guys, but I fell in love with you guys when you did the TikTok at AIM. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, they're brilliant. We need them oh, on the podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> you broke it down and you told the good, bad and ugly about it all, right? Right, right. That was a people, journey. Yeah. People were so excited. I mean, the people we were talking with before and after about that entire, there was so much buzz around it. But they were honestly afterwards scratching their head like, oh, my God, the girls are How? right. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's the most important item to show in my video to make the biggest impact? 
Um, it's a great question. And it's something we go back and forth with on clients. We say, let's show the best quickly. Let's not show every single detail. Let's show the highlight reel. Let's get them in the door. So the best amenities and the model unit is what we try to push. There was this kind of tide, maybe like three or four years ago, where all the clients wanted to show every single thing in the apartment. And it was like, guys, no one wants to watch a four minute video. So the highlight reel quickly is my answer. That's a good one. And then overall, how long does the process take to create a cinematic video from start to finish on average? I'm sure it can vary. Of course, it varies on, on a million different factors. Um, but without actors, we could turn around a video between two to four weeks. Okay. With actors, we'll turn a video around uh, between about four to five weeks. And how common is it for the, you to get actors for these videos? Is it like 50-50 split between they yeah. want actors or they got to do it themselves? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really the, the, you know, our higher priced videos, our kind of luxury videos, you know, with drones and actors and they, the actors activate the space, you know, it's essentially a commercial. You don't want to see an empty kitchen. You want to see someone having a lovely coffee and enjoying their life. So we've really seen like a big swing towards those kind of videos in the last, I would say one to two years, we, we've really seen more. So how do you find all these actors like nationwide? Like do you, do you guys, you know, we, we have our very lengthy casting processes and, you know, truthfully, there's a lot to it because, okay, mm -hmm. who's the audience? We've got to keep fair housing at top yeah, of mind yeah. all the time. Right. Even yeah. if you have one or two actors, got to be very careful with that. So yeah, we just have a big network of kind of actors and how we find them. And then we, we let our clients pick, you know, so we'll, it's it's like a, it's like a movie, you know. Here are ten to pick from. You guys pick the three that you want, and then not only is it pick the three that you want, but then we have to dress them. You know, they have to look the part. The dress has to match the city, and also the people that are going to watch the video. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot involved. <laughs> you're yeah. definitely bringing brick and mortar to life, and you're selling a lifestyle. So I can only imagine that that totally. selection process is huge, right? <laughs> huge, and and again, just so important. That's there. They're becoming the faces of the property. They're they're representing the property in that video. So you know, it's always got to be somewhat aspirational too, hasn't it? It's like, oh, I want to hang yeah. out with them. I want they to, those guys to be my friends. Those are the kind of people I see myself living next door to. So yeah, do you ever it's have actors? Do you ever have actors that say like, wow, I never thought I'd shoot a video for apartment? <laughs> they No, they have the best day of their lives. Yeah. They're always like, oh, we're going to do an apartment video. And by the end of the day, they're like, oh my God, we want to live here. And they're wearing fancy clothes all day. And they've got this like hot fake girlfriend next to them. And they're like having wine on the balcony. And then the drone comes in. They're like, this was our best day ever. They love it. Yeah. They're like, can I have the footage for my own social media? Yeah. No, totally. They, 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 want, they want it all. They want it all. So it's fun. Well, speaking of social media, we did talk a little bit about this a few seconds ago, but about TikTok for uh, marketing for apartments is obviously definitely a hot topic in the multifamily industry. As I mentioned, you're a great um, topic at AIM, and it goes right along with our video topic today. So can you share any new initiatives with TikTok and the type of results you have been seeing on your end with these communities finally embracing the platform? You know, the initiatives on TikTok are consistently release video I mentioned this earlier you need three videos a day and also I know that within the, the TikTok platform we're seeing really great results with the TikTok ads so you need a strong ad strategy good budget and and consistently releasing video and with those videos um we and I mentioned this at AIM um, but it this this is the way it is on TikTok we released videos that were property tours in the TikTok style. They got really good engagement uh, with no money behind them. 
And then we released videos that were using the on-site property staff and we were using trending sounds and, and the on-site staff's personalities and faces within these videos. When we were jokey, lighthearted uh, and being quite brave with comedy, that's when we saw engagement shoot through the roof. So again, it's tricky with TikTok because some uh, areas of the multifamily industry don't like to step outside of their brand. Uh, and with TikTok, you do need to lean towards the slightly unprofessional uh, personality. And that so. was air quotes, folks. That's awesome. No, that's great feedback. And I think you're right. I think sometimes because we're focused, our, we meaning our marketers are focused on brand 101. We always think that we have to stay within the, the box. Mm-hmm. But I think to that point, we kind of got to get a little bit more creative and fun and brave. Mm. Yeah. And it's, you got to lean into it and it's tough. It's really tough. Like when we were doing the TikToks for our clients, we came up with some videos and we, we like our clients to approve every single thing before it goes out because, you know, sometimes we are a little bit too out there. And there were some videos where they were like, no, guys, like, you, you've taken <laughs> this, you've taken this too far. Like, <laughs> this, this, is, this is not okay. And we, we were like, really lent into the TikTok. And a few of them we kind of pushed back and we were like, no, like, let's try it, you know? And, 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 and they, they landed as well but then you you've got that kind of argument between like you know ownership and then marketing and mm-hmm. you know that whole thing and and you need really strong personalities on site to pull off a good a good tiktok like because they're the ones in it and then you've got the possibility that they might leave you know so there's there's just a lot to think about when it comes to tiktok but it you just you have to be fun and you have to be consistent that's awesome and the roi is there it seems like yeah have you guys um, played around with youtube or youtube shorts by chance? No. Well, have we? Well, we've done we've done YouTube ads. Yeah. So very short videos. We mm-hmm. used to do a lot more of them actually a few years ago than we do more recently. But again, it's kind of to flash back to what I was talking about earlier. A lot of clients aren't coming to us with a bigger picture for their ad strategy and for their mm-hmm. video marketing strategy. And like, yes, we have all of the ideas here. But we need more buy-in from our clients. So I've actually spoken to other PPC vendors out there and being like, tell your clients what video length they need for these ads and for these shorts, and we will do it. Um, so I, I leave that to you guys. Okay. <laughs> Love that. We're here for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see which clients we share together and uh, maybe start Yeah, about let's that, huh? do it. Probably many. <laughs> yeah. So now let's pivot and get into some other questions around startup life. As women co-founders, what were some early challenges you faced when starting your company and how did you overcome them? Oh my goodness. I mean, business ownership, what can I say? It's like a, it's like a whole thing. You guys know we had like a whole chat about this before we started the podcast, right? Like <laughs> the do's and the don'ts, the trials and the tribulations. I mean, I think the same as everybody. We bootstrap the company. We we don't have investors. We we completely own the whole thing. So when you're trying to do that at the beginning, it's mm-hmm. you know I talked about driving around the high desert with my cheap cameraman to shoot the first fifteen videos. You know it was tough, but like that's like when it's really fun. You're like your boots are on the ground. You got to figure out everything else yourself. And then as your company grows, and then you get team members, and then suddenly you have like twenty five staff, and then it takes on its own personality that you can kind of no longer control. And <laughs> all of your all the things that you were doing, you, you know you. Have have to do differently so we we grew 
in a way fast, but but in a way not. Like we didn't take investment and, and blow up really quickly. So it was somewhat organic growth. But I think all growth is difficult, you know, and we're always testing out new products and trying to stay ahead of the curve. So that in itself has its challenges. And I think for us as being a video company back in the early days, like trying to convince people now sometimes that video has great ROI is tricky. You know, 11 or 12 years ago, it was like, that was a, that was the whole job. It was like even just telling people where they could put video and how do they get it on a website. So we really right. felt like we educated the entire industry on mm-hmm. how important this was. And, you know, that that was a challenge. But it was, it was a cool challenge. Um, and I think, like, for me, I ran the company by myself for so many years and then I was when I was pregnant with my first child I mean I have business ownership trust issues coming out my ears so I called Christina <laughs> and I was like you need to move to America and handle this company for a bit because I need to have a baby right now <laughs> and there wasn't anyone else I would trust so then she came on and you know running it as sisters has been so much more pleasurable than running it by myself just having a solid partner to bounce stuff off and talk about ideas and and grow together has been honestly the best part of it. I couldn't imagine. I mean, how long have you been on board now? So eight years. Eight years. It's been wow. amazing because we are we are so different and we are so good at completely opposite things. And we both know what where our strengths and weaknesses lie. And she's nails all my weaknesses and vice versa. So and we have this great trust with each other and also we have the exact same sense of humor so we find <laughs> everything the same funny so it's just like whenever we have bumps in the road which we always do because it's business we're able to laugh at it together in the same way so that's beautiful that's awesome and you're like get to work that's my weakness that's why yeah we yeah totally. I'm like, where's christina where's christina I, this is all i can't do it you're doing yoga again yeah. <laughs> not my lane let me get it back in my lane <laughs> what a beautiful story i love that part um so who came up with the name show my property um it's kind of fu- it's kind of funny i think how anyone comes up with any business name is again it's down back to those like sort of happy accidents so in the beginning when i made the first video i was always trying to make the apartment look like it'd been featured on a tv show because that was the background that i came from mm. and in england we use the word property for any any retail building commercial building everything comes under the word property which isn't really the same here so actually once we got into it we realized it doesn't actually make that much sense in america as it does in england but you know by then it was kind of too late so we just we kept the show my property and the the only URL that was available was .tv, but then it kind of worked because yeah, it was this yeah. whole TV show. And I I swear to you, and I'm sure you guys have been through this in some way, I have spent the last 12 years trying to buy showmyproperty.com from this random man in Ireland who doesn't even use it and just will not give it to me. I think he's just trying to be annoying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've tried I've tried to get the .com, but yeah, the, the showmyproperty.tv has just kind of stuck. And honestly, most of our clients and kind of in-house, we go by SMP. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, just yeah, like it was kind I think of it's rat- totally, totally relevant to .TV and that it was available when you bought it. So you you were able to swoop it up without having to go in the secondary market. So right, you know, that's right. a plus. So he didn't right. give you, he just didn't respond when you wanted to reach out for the .com. Oh no, he responds and then he sometimes pretends he's going to sell it to me. Then he sort of makes up numbers and then he like disappears for a couple of years. And then I'm like, oh, what's that guy again? I don't know if you've been up before. Did he ever throw like, out? Did he ever throw out a number? 
I think he threw, up, threw out a really ridiculously high number mm. once, and I was like, okay, we're going to come back to you in like a year or so. <laughs> One million. And like, yeah, he was yeah. using it. Yeah, yeah, he was using it in the beginning. And he could obviously see that I wanted it because that's the name of my company. And then, I, don't, I may, you know what, I'm going to check back in because it's been a while. Uh, so I'll update you as to what. <laughs> yeah, now might be a good time. Now's yeah, definitely now is a good time. time. You're right. If anyone right. knows him, put in a good word. So can can each of you recommend one book that made a profound impact on your life, something our audience may like to read or add to their list? Okay, I'll go first. So my dad gave both of us this book, actually. Um, I was 19 when my dad gave me Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a classic. Yes. Everyone's heard of it. If you haven't read it, you have to read this book and please give it to your children. 100%. Um, it is about the difference between a liability and an asset financially so not only has this book been embedded within me um financially about how i spend my money what i put my money towards um so i've always liked to live qu quite modestly but enjoyably but when i moved to los angeles uh which is the most or one mm -hmm. of the most materialistic and um uh, image focused <laughs> cities in the world to have this really strong ethic within me about not, you know, not not falling prey to spending all my money on image and the flash things has been it's just it's just really, really important to me. And I <clears throat> I thank that book. We're actually going to bring out our own version, Rich Sister, Poor Sister. Uh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I always find this question so hard, right? Because there's so many books and there's so many genres and, you know, we all have our Audible accounts and we just like mm. take in two books a week at this point. But <laughs> I think a book that I'm always in the middle of is Traction, which is kind of known mostly to business owners. And it's this kind of way to, you know, once you have a business of a certain size, you know, how to run your teams and, and how to run meetings well. And the I'm in um, an entrepreneur's group called Entrepreneur's Organization. And a lot of the business owners in there run completely off traction. So I'm always kind of dipping in and out of it. And I, I we do not run the company completely on traction, but we use we use a lot of it. And it's always just nice to refer back to it. And, you know, when you start a company, most company owners haven't gone to business school and, and don't have mm -hmm. that business degree. So it's kind of nice to have a framework to kind of go back to. So I would recommend that book if you wish to start a company. And you know who recommended that book to me was Dimitri from Knock. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. yeah. So thanks, Dimitri. <laughs> Who recently got acquired? So yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely read it and re and can probably rewrite he it. Nailed it. <laughs> yes, yeah. he did. I know. Picking that up. I texted him right uh, that same day. I was like, "Congrats, brother! Drinks on you." Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Drinks Me too. on you forever. <laughs> exactly. So one final question. It's probably one of my favorite also uh, for you guys to share any kind of major news updates, product releases that we should know about. You want to share today? Yeah, I'm really excited by this question. So as Anna mentioned, everyone thinks of us as a video company, but we're actually a full service digital agency doing video, photography, social media management. Uh, and the two things we recently added, the two services we added, number one is virtual tours. So people have been asking us for years, do you do virtual tours? And we're like, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but we finally have absolutely mastered it and released this incredible virtual tour product to the industry. So it's your click through capabilities. So you can click through 
your potential uh, community. And um, what is so exciting for me about this service is a lot of our products, uh, well, all of our products are really, really good quality products, uh, which has also meant that it comes at a certain price tag and that we've been really serving like class B and up properties. But now with our virtual tour uh, offering, it's accessible to all price tags. So we're now able to basically go after world domination with our virtual tours. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I'm really excited about is with our social media, um, we have created an incredibly refined lease up strategy, um, which basically takes communities from whenever they want to go live. We advise, uh, you know, a year to six months before doors open. And the strategy is all focused on building your following there's no point releasing 100 posts to people that are not going to see it we need to find those really incredible people that are going to be engaged in everything so we've just actually um launched our first one recently i had a call with the client yesterday and she was like lowest bounce rate we've ever seen you're in the top 10 counters for um our lease up success so far so winning amazing yeah and actually, there is one more thing you guys can have a worldwide exclusive on this because we have not announced it to the world, but we are launching it right now. And we are we're super excited about it. So, you know, we've been going like 10 or 11 years and we've not really been doing enough kind of charity work or or giving back as a company like we do, you know, our bits of volunteering here and there. But we are we're launching at the moment. You know, we sell a lot of clients will come to us for 10, 20, 30 um photography packages or video packages so now when anybody when any client buys 10 or more video shoots or photo shoots we are going to donate a photo shoot or a video shoot to a charity of their choice so it gets our clients to say hey i just bought 10 uh you know videos using you know the company's money but you know maybe my dad had cancer and i feel really strongly so i can personally now donate a video and photo shoot to that cause. So our team's really excited about doing it and, and we're really excited about um giving back in kind of the way that we know how. So that's that's kind of getting launched right now. So we're stoked about that. No, that's, that's a beautiful. whole nother way to make impactful content right there. Yeah, totally. totally. So win, win, win. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you, Christina and Anna, for taking time out of your day to speak with us and our audience about all things video marketing, immersive content, and entrepreneurship. We look forward to watching your company grow and seeing your continued success. Uh, Ron, any final thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to say it was such a pleasure to connect uh, on the podcast, connect before. You guys have an amazing story. I relate to a lot of it. We're also bootstrapped. So anything and anytime you want to share any kind of like war stories, I'm sure we could <laughs> definitely grow from oh, each we're other. We're going for drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations. And yeah, definitely keep up that continued success. Amazing. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. We love multifamily and we're always happy to talk about it. So thank you so much for having us. So uh, don't forget to head to showmyproperty.tv to check out (laughs) their services and see how they can help you build more immersive video content today. Until next time, you can find us and subscribe at multifamilypodcast.com and get your free SEO marketing analysis at apartmentseo.com. Till next time. Bye, everyone. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Multifamily Podcast, brought to you by co-founders of Apartment SEO, a premier Google agency with your hosts, Ron Ruiz and Martin Kinchola. Join us again next time as we continue to bring you the latest and greatest in the multifamily industry.